Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. In the book of Acts, Peter and John were going to the temple, and there was a crippled man begging for alms. And there in Acts 3, 6, Peter said, In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand, lifted him up, immediately His feet and ankle bones received strength, and he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered into the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God, and all the people saw him. Now, uh, now you'd think that's an exciting day, right? Yeah, but the religious people, they were not excited. They didn't believe in Jesus. They didn't want to believe that this guy was healed. And so what did they do? They threw a party for Peter? No, they arrested him, right? Because he was praying for people. They were being healed. Lives were being changed. In Acts 4, 8, it says, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, the people that arrested him, Let it be known to you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of the Lord Jesus of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands here before you whole. So he says, look, Jesus He saved this guy. He healed this guy. He restored this guy. And it says in verse 14, And seeing the man who had been healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. I love that. He he silenced the religious people, right? And what could they say? They couldn't say, uh, this guy wasn't healed. He's standing there, right? They, they, They didn't want to believe in Jesus. And they didn't want to believe that Jesus could heal or restore lives, but there's the guy standing in front of him. What are they going to say? He's not here. He's there, right? And this was before you could make your own reality, right? I mean, back then, reality was reality, right? But this man's life was a testimony to the power of Jesus. And uh, it's, I love in verse 14 where it says, the religious people who didn't believe it's Jesus, it says, and seeing the man who had been healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. I love that. Now, here's the thing. There are many people today who are here whose lives have been restored by the power of Jesus. I'm one of them, right? Jesus changed my life. I was an atheist, crazy person, right? And Jesus saved me. Now, some of the Pastor Bob, you're still crazy. Well, that, but I'm saved, right? And, and he's changed my life. And for many of you, he's changed your life. And, and here's the thing. You can't argue about that. Right, people say, well, how do you know? And at Christmas time, you're going to see, uh, you know, if you watch certain TV channels, they're going to find the dumbest pastor in the history of ministry, and they're going to ask him, was Jesus really born in Bethlehem? And he'll say, well, I don't know. I'm like, well, have you ever read any books? Do you realize there's more books written about Jesus than any other person in the history of the world by an infinite amount more, right? And uh, I mean, there's just so much evidence, and we talked about that last week. But, but here's the thing. Jesus changes lives, and that's a powerful evidence, right? I mean, 
my being here. You know, my dad became a Christian, and I asked him some years later. He was standing back here at the back of the church one day before church, and I said, Dad, why did you accept Jesus? And you know what he told me? He said, because I saw what he did in your life. And he said, when your life changed, I believe there is a God. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, yeah, I, I caused my dad a lot of grief when I was a teenager. We lived in California. We didn't go to church. What do you expect? <laughs> I mean, it's like, uh, but here's the thing. Jesus changes lives. And in Galatians 3.13, it says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse uh, for us. So Jesus came to redeem us from the curse, right? And if you have a relationship with Jesus, then you know about it. And there should be evidence in your life that he is changing your life. In Luke 6, Jesus said, Every tree is known by its fruit. A good man out of the good treasures of his heart brings forth good. And out of the abundance of the heart, the man speaks. So uh, as you look at your life, you think, what kind of fruit is coming out of my life, right? And are you building people up like Jesus did? Is your influence beneficial for the people around you? Because, you know, there are people, wherever they go, when they leave a place, when they leave, that place is better, right, than they arrive. Uh, they clean it up. They fix it up. And, and when they leave, things are better. Things are cleaner. People are happier. Everything's better, right? They make life better for the people around them. That's what Jesus did. That's what he wants to do in our lives. And there are people, and perhaps you know some, that when they come into a place, when they leave, the place is worse, right? It's dirtier. Somehow they're able to make things worse. They make people's lives worse. They make the condition of the place worse, uh, right? And which do you think God wants for you? He wants you to be someone who makes people's lives better, right? But I think it is important for us to look behind us sometimes and say, hey, is the place when I leave, is it better, cleaner than when you arrived? Or is it dirtier and worse than when you arrived, right? And basically, the Bible says that we need to say, hey, what is the fruit of our life? And if your life is following the example of Jesus, then we want to be building people up and making people's lives better, right? Blessing people. And so, when Paul says there in verse 22, if any man love not the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be anathema. And then he says, Maranatha. Now, Maranatha is, it means the Lord comes, right? And the early church had a lot of persecution, and the Roman government required early Christians to confess Caesar is Lord. But many of those Christians, uh, they were strong Christians. And they said, no, Jesus is Lord. And so the Ro Roman government had politicians, much like today, who interpreted what the Christians were doing as bad. And so they said, look, these Christians, they're committing treason because they won't say Caesar is Lord. So many of the Christians were put to death. They were put in prison. <clears throat> they were beaten for believing in Jesus Christ. So they developed some slang, right? So when they would talk, now I'm sure many of you know slang, right? From the 70s. Everybody knows groovy, right? Nobody knows what that means. But I mean, <laughs> I, I looked up yesterday, uh, what are some slang words from the 80s? And so gnarly was one. Homeboy was one, right? Uh, Gag me with a spoon was one, right? <clears throat> In the 90s, I looked up some slang words. The bomb, but that went out after 9-11. Because you couldn't be on a plane and say, whoa, that's the bomb, bro. I mean, like, they put you in cuffs and take you off the plane. So... In the 2000s, I don't know what slang is in 2000s, but bling bling was one. <clears throat> and then I was surprised. I looked at 2020, what's slang in 2020, and uh, K 
Karen is the slang now, right? Don't be a Karen. <coughs> Someone said that to me the other day, about, and I was like, Karen? And then, oh, now I know, right? I go to Costco every week, and I never saw Karen. But anyway, uh, in Paul's day, right, Christians used slang. Instead of saying shalom, they would greet each other, Maranatha, right? And so uh, they would see a Christian at the mall, and, you know, they might say, hey, sup, homie, Maranatha, right? And what are they saying? Hey, the Lord's coming. Because there was persecution, right, against Christians. And, you know, uh, it would help people with perspective, right? To, to, even though the world seemed bleak in their day, uh, yet when someone would say Maranatha, it would encourage them. You know what? Life is short. Jesus is coming. It brings hope, right? And, and if you are sad or discouraged here today, maybe you had a bad day or a ba- bad month, I would say to you, Maranatha, right? The Lord's coming. And it is a reminder for us to keep our eyes on spiritual things. Because the real you is spirit, right? The physical you is, as we talked about on Wednesday night, it's just like a tent. It's a temporary dwelling place. And we're going to move on. And our spirit's going to live forever. And today, if you're worried about the future, <clears throat> I would say to you, because I would love to ask you, how many of you are worried about the future? How many of you think our government leaders are doing a great job and the future is optimistic? <laughs> Don't raise your hand, Right. But if you're worried about the future, those of you who watch news all the time, I mean, I stopped watching it because I can't, but uh, I would say to you, Maranatha, the Lord's coming, right? And if you're filled with anxiety today, I would say, Maranatha, the Lord's coming. And it brings a spark of joy knowing that your circumstances are going to change. See, things aren't going to remain the same, and it helps us to have the right perspective. The Lord is going to be with us, right? And so when Paul said in verse 22 as he to the Corinthians there, he said, If any man love not the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be anathema, maranatha. So he's saying, look, everyone gets to choose. Yeah, you want to live under the curse? Or do you want to live under the hope of the future that the Lord's coming? One day, we're going to have eternal life. Jesus is knocking on the door of your heart today. And basically, if he's on the outside, he wants to be on the inside. And he's not going to force himself into your life. If you're here today and, and you're not allowing Jesus to... Do the work that he can do in your life to bless you, to redeem you, to heal you, restore you, and you'd want to, you can just pray and invite him in. And he can forgive your sin. He can heal your heart. He can heal the consequences of sin, whatever it is, the bad things you've gone through, right? And he wants to make your life whole, just like he healed that guy on the way to the temple. And whatever bad thing has happened, Jesus has the miraculous power to do for you what you can't do for yourself. And I love that. Right? Sometimes we can't forgive ourselves. We can't forget bad things that have happened, but he can do all those things, right? And how do we do it? Well, the Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so it simply comes through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ where you invite him into your life, you receive him as your savior, and he can begin to heal and restore as you surrender to him and allow him to do the work in your heart. And it's such a great thing to know that you're not on your own, that God can help you to overcome whatever it is that you face, whatever adversity, whatever difficulty. And that comes through just simply praying, right? When it says if you confess your sins, it means to pray out loud, Lord, forgive me. And so we're going to give you an opportunity to invite Jesus in your life today. So uh, would you bow your heads with me, and we're going to pray together. 
And if you're here today and you'd like to recommit your life to Jesus, or maybe you've never done it and you'd like to invite Jesus in your life, I'm going to lead us in a prayer, and you can just repeat after me. So uh, with, uh, let's bow our heads and pray. And you saints, help us out. If you want to invite Jesus in your life, just repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I admit I'm a sinner. I ask for your forgiveness. I invite you into my life. Fill me with your spirit. And help me to follow you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, Channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you, and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you, and may you have a great day. Today is the day you will